Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fulhamish podcast, your independent voice of Fulham FC. My name's Sammy James. We are live in front of this beautiful American audience at Milk Boy Bar in Philadelphia, USA. On the show today, we'll look at all the latest gossip around Fulham FC. There's not much to discuss at the moment. Uh, We'll look ahead to the summer series and a bit ahead to the season as well. And at the end, we'll do a live American style rendition of This Will Catch On and we have a few belters to play you today. Joining me on stage, my fellow host of the Fulhamish podcast, please put your hands together for George Cooper. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. And then two gentlemen from the other side of the podcasting pond. First of all, Cottage Talk host, Russ Goldman. Thanks for having me, Sammy. And one of his longest serving co-hosts, Max Cohen. Thank you. Great to be here. Um, Thank you so much. It's incredible to be here. I cannot believe that we have managed to sell some tickets to a show the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. So it is absolutely incredible. Well, lads, let's dive into probably the biggest, and I'm sorry to start everyone on a bit of a sour note, but we probably should discuss Mitro. (laughs) Um, So the very latest is that he is looking for an exit. He's angry with the club for pricing him out of a move, apparently. Reports suggesting that Al-Halal aren't willing to go to the reported 51 million that Fulham wants. Russ, get your crystal ball out. I know it's in your pocket. How will this end? Well, I'm going to be one to say that I think he stays a Fulham player and actually signs a new deal. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm going out on a limb and saying that Tony and Shahid will not buckle and they will force... Mitro to stay at Fulham Football Club, and I think eventually he'll get over it. That's the way I'm looking at it. I've said it on Cottage Talk that you should not be giving in to a player that has three years left on his deal. We know how much Mitro has given to Fulham Football Club, but Fulham come before Mitro, so put Fulham first. Do not sell Mitro. I mean, I know they're rich, but where are they going to find this cash? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. They can't match that. There's no question they can't match that. But uh, I would just sell him on the fact that, again, he is under contract. He's under contract, and if he's going to give up a fuss, I would try to sell him on staying with Fulham and, and offer him a little bit more money. But, I mean, you're not going to offer him what the Saudis are offering him, but very often the player gets his way. I think maybe this is a situation where maybe the club gets their way. We'll see, we'll see how it all plays out. But I wouldn't be shocked if it goes hey. our way. I wouldn't be shocked. Hey, I hope you're right as much as uh, as anyone. I mean, um, Max, um, Tony is, you know, he, he's he's treaded carefully around the Saudi issue this week. He's not said anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's not said anything controversial at all to potentially upset the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, 
I mean, this is obviously a bit personal for him, especially with the whole AEW-WWE thing and, and their involvement in, in that franchise. So this is going to be a fight that I feel like that runs on. I just have this feeling that when, when, you, when the player wants to go, generally, not always, the player gets what they want. Yeah, I mean, I have two thoughts on this, Sammy. It's like, it makes no sense, first of all. He could have left so many times earlier when we were relegated. I yep. mean, and I, we would have been okay with that because he deserves to play at a top, top level. But why would he leave after the best season in a decade at Fulham? That's what I don't get. Number two, pay what he's worth. They're offering him insane wages. Are we to believe that the Saudis can't afford 20 million more euros on the transfer fee? It makes no sense. It's not like these guys are strapped for cash. So I don't know. My thing is we set a price. They're not poor. They sh- if, if, if they really want Mitro... They should meet the price. And Mitro should have no reason to be upset at Fulham. We're not saying he can't leave. We're just saying pay what he's worth. He's one of our most important players. Just came off a great year, you know, minus assaulting the ref. Um, and just pay it. You know what I mean? Just pay it. Yeah, the refs of Saudi Arabia need to watch out. Um, <laughs> um, George, uh, are you feeling as optimistic as, as Russ and Max? Uh, wow. Well, I was actually off grids for a two days before coming to this uh doing this event here and the the first thing that i checked when i got my service back was what's happening with Mitro and marco i just needed to know and when this all kicked off i assumed that it was Mitro just wanting his annual pay rise and just kind yeah. of playing See, playing the club against the saudis and then you're reading like my phone was pinging like very reputable journal like sky sports daily mail i'm maybe less repeatable but anyway yeah. it just kept kept pinging 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 and i was thinking oh there might actually be something in this i mean dean said it on the transfer show i think that historically when this has happened with players that happened at harry kane um at spurs happened with stephen gerald at liverpool you know you, you get over these humps it's not the be all and end all but i was chatting to um tim who's here in the audience beforehand and we've all seen what a uh, disgruntled uninterested metro looks like mm. <laughs> it might be one that take a little bit to um to sort of get over but i mean i think that the game on Sunday will be really telling. I mean, we were saying, I don't think he starts. Um, it'll be just, I think there'll be a lot of psychoanalysis going on, seeing what the body language is saying. Um, but I mean, I hope that he stays. My gut says that he stays. My heart says he stays. But, you know, half a million a week would be quite nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, he is only on £100,000 and he's taxed at 50%. We have to remember it's not easy yeah. to it's be on that kind tough of life out there. Really you know, is. like... It's, it's the difference between heating and eating, Russ, at uh, this stage. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily an easy no. life. But you can understand it from Mitrovic's point of view, right? Sure. You, you have a short shelf life as a, as a footballer. And, and this does secure you, your family, your extended family forever. This is stupid money that is on the table. And it's, it's a problem that's almost unforeseen. Like, right. I didn't think there was a club in Europe, really, that would have suited someone like Mitrovic to go to. Hence why I was pretty confident going into this summer, Mitro's not going anywhere. This is just a new problem. And I feel like we'll be the first of many clubs to have this issue of just like, what do we do? Because we are just absolutely being outbid, outgunned by a country, effectively, that has just got such infinite resources that even the Premier League are scared. Right, Sammy. And I've been asked this, and I said this on Cottage Talk, what if it was me? And I had this opportunity, would I take it? And I said, the first thing I would do is what he probably did, and I would go to Talk. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> I would go to Tony Khan and I would say, hey, listen, this is what I've been offered, probably somewhere to what he was told. And uh, if I had the opportunity, I would go to him and say, listen, can you let me out of my contract? I'm being offered all this money. Please let me, please accept the bid. And if he said no, I would honor the contract. That's just how I was brought up. I would honor the, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would get over it. And there are so many instances of players actually getting over it and playing. So I know it's a difficult one, but I'm standing by this. I'm not saying it's going to go my way, but I would say I want Tony Khan and Shahid Khan to stand their ground and not buckle to Mitro's wantings. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's an argument between like cash or legacy. It's ultimately what it comes down to. And if I was Tony Khan or Marcus Hill, I'd be like, look, dude, if you stay here for you know, three more years, we'll commission a statue outside the ground. Like you could be that player. Like, but ultimately- You can't you know, sail a statue though. No, you can't. You can't take a statue around the med. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose. Um, uh, there's also rumours, Max, about Marco Silva. I'm so fed up of talking about Saudi Arabia. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you I'm losing my mind. Um, Al Al here apparently wants to take him. They've offered him this two-year deal, £20 million a year. I don't know what the conversion on that is into dollars, but it's a lot. Um, and he's been stalling on this Fulham contract despite it being on the table. It's out there that they've offered him a deal and he's just not saying yes. He's very much keeping his options open. And it's just weird at this point. And it's surely unsettling for new players potentially that we, that we want to recruit. Marcus Silva's just got to kind of go to Saudi Arabia or stay. But this kind of uncertainty is not helping really anyone. No, and I mean, it's three weeks until Everton away, right? That's the crazy thing about it to put it in that perspective yeah we're so close to the start of the season and if we start into this players why would you join a club when you don't even know who the manager will be yeah you don't even know who the number nine will be it's, it's right. just not good for Fulham football club and marco i think if mitro leaves he is replaceable this is something i've talked to people about just before the show we'd hate to lose mitro but he's just one player but yeah. marco's the brain behind our revitalization i agree. past two years and that's a much bigger loss I don't think Marco will leave simply because he wants to manage at the top. Yeah. And if you leave Fulham now, you've really only had one good season in the Premier League, which is last year, you know? He's done all right at Everton. Hull didn't go too great. Watford, you know, we all know what happened there. Why not stay? And then he can get that big move to maybe a Champions League club in a couple of years. But if you go to Saudi now, if you ever want to come back to Europe, you're going to come back at a club equivalent to Fulham or below. So that's why I don't really see Marco leaving. Because he knows he has a lot. I mean, he's a young manager. He's not like Mitro. As he said, footballers have a shelf life. As a manager, he has a lot longer to go. So I'm confident Marco will stay. But it's these kind of mind games he's mentioned. Either take the offer or sign the contract. Don't leave us in this weird kind of limbo, right? Yeah, completely. I, I mean, I also think the same. I, I, I feel like in my bones that Marco will be fine. I think he'll stay. And that if you said no to Al Halal's money, George, mm. I don't know if there's much difference between Al Halal's money and Al Alhi's money, but... Matt, Matt, massive clubs, by yeah. the way. Huge heritage. It's the one that they all dreamt of playing for. <laughs> <laughs> Mitro had an Al Halal shirt as a kid, I hear. Um, I mean, surely, like, for Marco, if they've, he's turned down one offer, why is suddenly, what, an extra million or two a year if you've said no to 18 million? You're not going to say no to 20. Yeah. Well, yes to 20, sorry. No, I agree. I think, I think Marco's ambition will... 
dictate that he stays. Um, you know, as Max said, it will be two steps back for him in terms of his career trajectory to move out there. Also, I just like really intrigued at what this league is going to be like. It's just going to be so weird, isn't it? So it's going to be like Cristiano Ronaldo playing with a load of kind of like a ragtag bunch of sort of like passes sell by European superstars, and then the odd kind of like you know local sort of player. It's going to be strange. It will be. Um, I'm, and also like I just. It takes hundreds of years to build the sort of infrastructure that l- makes an amazing league. You yeah. know, like, uh, it's not something that you can just sort of, like, snap and, like, turn on. But I'm just, I, I really, I, it's a real head-scratcher. I, I thought it would be a bit more like the, you know, the Chinese Super League when that came about. And then it was kind of like a flash in the pan. And then, like, oh, that didn't really work out. I can only assume that this is going to go along the same way. But... I think, I don't know. It's just, I, it's just I, I think that this Saudi Arabia thing is going to be there for a while. Whether it affects us or not this summer remains to be seen, but I think they're going nowhere. And I think they're going to overtake leagues like Greece and Turkey. I think they're going to be a serious player for a long while. And as you say, they're starting now to move away from players like Henderson and the Chelsea players that they signed where that was kind of quite easy that was that was shooting fish in a barrel this is now they're actually going for serious players mm. I mean imagine how many goals Mitrovic is going to score in the Saudi Pro <laughs> League yeah. quite a few I yeah he scored 43 in the championship I feel like he might be hitting three figures um, by the time he's done with the uh, with the Saudi Pro League um I mean, Russ, there's been these kind of rumours of Javi Pereira, Graham Potter. I mean, the rumour mill has been exhausting this summer. It's been an exhausting summer to kind of follow Fulham. I am just desperate for this window to end and hopefully without too much damage. I totally agree. And it's funny because I've seen the speculation with Graham Bailey. You're talking about Potter and and Pereira. And I'm thinking, where is he getting this from? Because uh, I have not heard that. But again, he is... Uh, a transfer speculation expert, but this is more to do with uh, a manager. Dean, but Dean Jones had heard the Javi Pereira thing too. He heard the same thing. Okay, so, so... There is some... But it could just still be an agent. Like, it's, there's it no... Be. Yeah. It could be. But in regards to the thing with uh, Marco, and uh, I'm glad that Max mentioned this, I think Marco's hurting himself by doing this because I think Marco wants to be proven that the players are going to come in. We're seeing speculation that... They're going to have a signing or two possibly soon. But his waiting on a contract to basically show me that you're going to invest in me is hurting players wanting to come. I truly believe that. So I think it's in his best interest to sign the deal. And then I believe that all of a sudden all the players are going to come. I could be wrong on this, but I think his ambition is hurting himself in a way because he wants to show, show it to me. Okay, fine. But... How is he going to show? It's this vicious circle we're seeing. I guess in one sense, though, it could be beneficial for Fulham if actually what Marco's negotiating for with Fulham is not money for himself, no, it's, is transfers. Yes. And, and I, that, in that in sense, if Marco's brinkmanship will be helping us, assuming he doesn't um, take the bait. Right. But again, Sammy and, and George and, and Max here, the key for me is Silva. He is the key to everything that Fulham have built. You take him away, and we are talking relegation. I don't think anyone in this room wants to have a conversation about relegation. Then they want to have a conversation about going for Europe. That's what I know I want to. They need him to sign the deal. I don't know what the cons have to do, but they need to figure out a way to broach a deal with him, and I think we would then kick on and players will sign. I, I I think he's hurting himself. I think actually Marco's hurting himself. 
and, by and not I, signing a deal. And I'm assuming the room, especially given how tough it is to watch championship games, am I right? <laughs> ESPN Plus and all of that? Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, I think, yeah, let's, let's, let's hope that relegation isn't happening. Well, the answer to all our prayers, Calvin Bassey. Um, it looks like the rumor, Max, that's, uh, I mean, it looks pretty official if you ask it this morning. David Ornstein has confirmed that uh, Fulham and Ajax have agreed this fee, £21 million. Um, he's a Nigerian left-footed centre-back. Um, we've done some research here. Obviously, he moved from Ajax uh, to, uh, to Ajax from Rangers last summer for €23 million. Euros. Um, Fulham is blessed with not one but two Rangers loyals. Um, so I WhatsApped Don Betts and George Rester this morning to get their opinions. Um, Don Betts uh, seemed to be fairly positive, but said left-sided centre-back of a back four, I'd say no, but cover at left-back, yes. Left-sided centre-back of a back three, I think would work well, not that we play that system. George, again, very positive, said uh, good resale value going forward, homegrown, and was part of Rangers' amazing runs to the Europa League final, potentially the best player, beat Dortmund, beat Leipzig, etc. Raphael van der Vaart, less positive. I don't know if any of you heard this quote this morning. This is brilliant. For that amount of money for Calvin Bassey, I would drive him myself to London in a golf cart. <laughs> it's incredible that Ajax could get 17 million pounds for a player who spent the entire season passing the ball to the opposition. So... Tell us oh. how you really feel, Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed opinions on this one, Max. I'm excited, I think it'll work, and I just have trust in Marco Silva to turn players good, but... And also, we heard similar things about Issa Diop last year from West Ham fans who uh, love to tell us how bad Issa Diop was, and then they should have seen their own defending for much of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, in abstract, it's the type of the signing which ex excites us, you know, a young British player who, as you guys mentioned, has resale value and was part of a, a European run. It's clear Ajax didn't have the best season last year. I don't think you can point only to Bassey as, yeah. as that. And it was kind of a tough environment in general there. It shows good planning on the club's part because we know Tim Ream is not going to play till he's 45 as much as we'd love that here. Are you sure? <laughs> but, but, Are you sure? Well, you I, think, I think if he keeps growing out his hair and doesn't cut it, that's where he gets his power from. <laughs> like Samson. That's where it comes from is, is the Samson main. in the Bible. <laughs> so just, just keep that and it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, Tosin's probably on his way out, it seems. And it's smart playing towards the future. And, he, you know, Bassey might not even start every match next season or even the majority of the matches. But having the depth is what we need. That's the main area I think we were lacking in towards the end of last season is just our squad wasn't as deep as other Premier League teams. And signing a player like Bassey to give cover and maybe challenge our first team spot I think that's what we want. I mean, George, it's clear as well the way we play. Like, Issa Diop filled in when Tim Ream broke his arm at the end of last season and a right-footed left centre-back. He was fine. He did a job. But it, wasn't, it, it didn't flow quite as well when you had a left-footed centre-back. And that's what Bassi will bring, just like that left-footed. And, he, and he, he's, a, he's a good ball player. He, he assisted and scored quite a lot of goals for Rangers. Like, he, he's, he's quite the player. He looks like he has the odd clangor in him. I, I will agree a bit with Rafa. But... I, I don't know. I'm relatively positive about this. Yeah, no, likewise. I think it fits. It fits our system. It's cover in an area that we need it. Uh, I think about an hour ago, um, Fabrizio also tweeted that it was a it was a go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so I think it makes it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, just a quick one on the Ream point. Like I, I genuinely think that there's a, a portrait of of Ream somewhere in an attic, like Dorian Gray, that's just uh, <laughs> becoming like hideous and stuff. And that's gonna be the uh, the lifeblood that's gonna keep him going. But I can see him playing into his 40s, I really can. I mean, 
Serious question on Reem Russ. Yes. I mean, obviously, 2026, the World Cup's here. <laughs> Will Reem be in the squad? Is a possibility if he keeps he wants playing to. for four, I know he wants it, but the question with Tim Reem is that, and I, the reason why we're talking about bringing in center backs is how much longer can he do it? And I believe he could do it this season, but I agree with Fulham for trying to find replacement for him. They have to. They have to do the right thing. But I wouldn't bet against Tim Reem. I wouldn't bet against him, but I think they're doing the right thing by bringing in a player like this that potentially could fill his boots. But I think Tim Reem is going to make it difficult for anyone to take his spot. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Uh, comment about Issa Diop, going back to our comments, if you're hearing negative comments about this player. I heard a ton about Issa Diop, and I have no respect for West Ham, especially with all the stupid stuff with Jao uh, Pointe. They can go screw. <laughs> <laughs> But they've got a big stadium, Ross. Oh, yeah. They've, they've got, got a big, big, stadium. big stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, horrible, concrete yeah. stadium. Um, yeah. If anyone... I don't know how many of you have done West Ham away. Don't. Even if you happen to be in London that weekend and you're like, oh, that'll be fun. It won't be. Okay? Just just take it take it from us, from personal experience. Um, another interesting link. that Murato from Benfica. Centre-back. Highly rated. He's put in a transfer request, Max. And uh, this is looking pretty likely. I mean, I often just take my knowledge. I don't know if you guys are the same. If you listen to Fulhamish from Jack Collins, if Jack Collins is excited, I'm excited. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, he's often yeah. excited. This'll do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're being linked with a lot of central defenders and, and defenders, which is smart. You know, I think yeah. so much of our solidity last season was based on Palinia and then also Reem and Diop in the back. And it, we need a solid core to go forward, you know? Um, and it's almost the opposite to what happened last transfer window when we just signed all these like wingers yeah. um, and, and attacking players, which you know, didn't always get a lot of game time. And I think that this is, this is smart planning. I mean, the more defenders we're linked with, the better competition there is for places. And you know, we just had a cold conversation about Reem's longevity and Tosin maybe going. So this just makes sense. And I'll be honest, don't know a lot about this player, but listen, if, if Jack Collins says he's good. Yes, I'm Yeah, good. exactly. Good <laughs> um, there's been a couple other ring links. Um, Fode Balo Torre from AC Milan, left back. Uh, Demazio tweeted this. He's generally pretty spot on. So I think that might that looks like cover for Anthony Robinson almost, almost surely. Timothy Castagna also been linked. Um, just on the striker chat, just if. I, I don't know. We're all manifesting. Mitro's not going anywhere. I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, Balogun? Interesting one. <laughs> So I'm not genuinely trying to play to the crowd here. I genuinely also think like he would be a, 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 a good player, but obviously, yes, it would go down well. I would bring in Belgian regardless of the Mitro situation. Yeah. I would bring him in. But he's not going to come to Fulham if he's not guaranteed starts. Probably, probably. But I just think that he's a player that is on the rise and is going to be featuring all the time for the U.S. men's national team. So I would be for it, but uh, you know my stance on Metro. I'm not selling Metro, but if I can get Balogun to play and to come, then uh, I would do it. But it's a good point by you. Would he come if Metro doesn't leave? So, but I would like him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it would take a lot of money to, to get him and stuff. So, let's move on to um, the summer series. It's here in America. Um, yeah. So exciting. I. I cannot believe it's been nine years since Fulham came to the States when we played uh, a game at 
uh, the Everbank Field, is that where Jacksonville Jaguars play? Yeah. yeah. Um, my NFL knowledge isn't always I the best. I was there for that. Okay. Um, how does it feel, Russ, to have Fulham back here in the US nine years since we did? And it feels like a travesty that's been that long. It really has been. And uh, the fact that the Premier League decided to initially go with Leeds United over Fulham really has ticked me off. Yeah, so well. I don't know why. Well, I know why, because of the American players. And I think that's part of the problem is that the Premier League and many others do not understand how, as we say, full America, they don't understand how deep it is here. And Fulham should have been included. So for me, this is a big deal for me personally. I brought my son here, he's here with me, introducing him to Fulham Football Club. And I'm excited, and, I'm, and as we're seeing here, there's a huge amount of people here, and there's a huge amount of Fulham supporters around the United States. It is a long time coming. I mean, look. I can understand Leeds United, they're a big club. I can see why the Premier League did that, but Brentford? <laughs> <laughs> has, has anyone seen a Brentford shirt today? Cause, no. Uh, I've scoured the whole of Philadelphia. So I went out to West Philadelphia, I didn't see anyone. I've, I've scoured the whole place for a Brentford shirt and I just can't see anything, Max. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, how exciting is it for you to, to, to see, like, not just like Fulham playing the MLS All-Stars or um, MLS teams, see, like, I know they're not proper Premier League matches, I get that, but like, to see Premier League teams playing each other over here in the States and for Fulham to be a part of it must just be hugely exciting. I mean, it's a big deal. Just look at the people gathered here today in Philadelphia. Like, this, is, this is insane. Whew. I think almost every single American person in this bar right now will relate to the feeling of not having someone to talk to Fulham about in their lifetime. Um, and it's like you feel like you're going through this alone in a way and the relegation seasons and the seasons of the championship when you're just listening to Gentleman Jim and he's just like ranting about the ref and you're like, well, what's actually <laughs> happening on the pitch? And he's talking about a decision from five minutes ago. We love him. Um, but the community is what football is all about, right? I think we all can agree upon that. And, like, and, and this community has grown so much and to bring people together because there are people here, not just from Philadelphia, all over the United States. I know the same thing is going to happen in D.C., it's really united the Fulham America community in a way I've never seen before. So personally, it's great to see. And yeah, we're going to see some matches against Brentford and Chelsea. Um, but it's really, I don't really care about, it's nice to win, but it's more about having the community together, seeing players we don't normally see get a chance to run out. It's not really Premier League matches, you're right. But yeah. we're playing in American NFL stadiums. It's, it's, it's going to be great. This is a, a proper tour that Fulham haven't done, as you mentioned, for almost a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say is... Um it's hardly any Brentford shirts in West London, let alone West Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Never a try. Yeah. Um, Russ, does Fulham do enough to appeal to the American audience, though? Like, I mean, we've had this, the full America thing has yep. been so long. And basically, almost 20 years now, Fulham has always had an American player. Like, United always has an academy player on the bench. Fulham has to have their one token. <laughs> Uh, American player in the squads, and I'm, I'm almost, I, I think it might be for 20 years we've had at least American play for us for a season. I might be wrong on that. But it feels like we've been overtaken by even Wrexham at the moment. Um, right. And considering how big a market this is out yep. here and how Fulham, you know, isn't the most um, well-supported club ever, but we have this kind of head start in America. Sometimes it just feels like nine years is a long time. It feels like we missed a bit of a trick, but at least better late than never. Right, and I think, unfortunately, Fulham have missed a wonderful opportunity to really build on all the American players, but as anyone here 
will attest. Maybe they started watching film because of the American Poets, like I did with Quint Dempsey. But it, got in, but it got in their blood like it has me. And there's so many around the country. But the problem is, there isn't enough exposure. If I go, if I go anywhere and I look for a shirt, I'm not finding a foam shirt. Why are they not marketing foam more here in America? They're just not doing it. There's an opportunity that I think they've dropped. Yeah. It goes, it goes beyond the merchandise, but I think that there's an opportunity to really spread full America here. If, yeah. If, if, if you know, based on my cap here. <laughs> to really, beautiful cap. Be, beautiful, beautiful. But basically, I just think that they missed an opportunity. I don't think you necessarily need a, an American player on Fulham Football Club. I don't think you do. I just think that you need to be promoting Fulham more here than you really are. And there's opportunities with youth clubs. There have been all these wonderful suggestions. I don't think they've done enough. Yeah, Max, would you agree? I think you mentioned Wrexham. So glad you did. The key is give Nisim Cabano the camera full time, get him back from <laughs> Qatar, wherever he is. Bring him home. I mean, that would do numbers on Netflix. You know, who cares about Ryan Reynolds or whatever? I mean, if you have Nisim Cabano filming behind the scenes. Um, but I think there is something to be said about how do Americans consume English football. A lot of it through the documentaries, like the Arsenal yep. All or Nothing one. People always talk about that, and that's so boring. I mean, imagine seeing Mitrovic yell with a Bubakar Kamara. Oh, like, yeah. That's oh. real TV, right? That's that's awesome. Awesome. If, if only there'd been a camera in that yeah. famous yoga session. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that is kind of a way to get into the American market more is give more access behind the scenes because. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, again, as every American fan can attest to in here, so much of U.S. sports can feel so sanitized and corporate and just marketized. And what we love about Fulham is, like, the pure, authentic nature of the club and of the support. And that's what people love about English football. So. Yeah. And the clubs as that. well. And like, yeah. that's, that's something that... You know, I know there are beautiful stadiums, Fenway Park and things like that is often compared no, no, to... No, 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 no. Oh, don't ask Ross. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to make myself unpopular around here. But, like, <laughs> something like the cottage is part of what Fulham could use and stuff. Yes, absolutely. And, like, I, Max is talking. Max is bringing up some very good points. And I just think that there's an opportunity here for Fulham football. I would love to see a documentary series on film. I think think it would be great. And I think that's something that the con should consider doing because I think that would introduce more people to film. I I just don't think enough know about it. They just know Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool. I can't believe I'm mentioning these clubs, but that's what everyone is used to seeing. They're not used to seeing film enough. And and it's a shame because uh, it's a wonderful club and I'm very thrilled that I'm a film supporter. I'm glad to be part of all of this today. And I just think that there's a, there's a chance for more of us. And I don't think it's been taken advantage of. Yeah. I mean, um, Max, you touched upon it a little bit there, the, um, the things that go beyond just the fact that we've had a lot of uh, historic American players who played for us. Is there anything else that you feel about Fulham specifically that means that it just connects with with uh, with, with the U.S. Yeah, I, I, I think talking about the cottage is, is a huge deal, right? Because, I mean, sitting in wooden seats right by the River Thames in the middle of a neighborhood. And these are things which I was shocked to see when I, when, when I lived in London and was a season ticket holder. And just, you know, you'll see at Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow. It couldn't be more different. Mm. Um, just in terms of, I mean, it's just kind of an industrial wasteland. And that's how American sports stadiums are. Um, so for for the cottage to be so idyllic in a way is is 
just draws people to it. And also having a sense of every single seat in the ground is so close to the pitch. Mm. There's no sense of a nosebleed yeah. seat. You know, that, that just appeals to people because you can see the action, see the players and things you wouldn't normally see if you're in the top row, you know? And uh, final question, Russ, because I can see a lot of empty glasses in this room. So uh, <laughs> um, just a more personal question for you. You've been hosting Cottage Talk now for, for such a long time, far longer than Fulham Mission. Respect, because like yeah. oh, the job you. that Russ has done thank you. To, to connect the American audience has been astonishing and connecting a worldwide audience. You were there first. You were, you were the original, the OG Fulham podcast. Well, uh, how there's you someone found- here that I told, actually, I was on his podcast who started first, and Tim, you're here, and I just want to give a little shout-out to Tim right there, <laughs> who actually started his own film podcast before Cottage Talk. Okay. And thank you, Tim, for doing that, because if it isn't for Tim Gallus, there's no Russ Goldman doing Cottage Talk, so oh. thank you, Tim. Well done, Tim. So, <laughs> so from a personal experience, yep. like, how have you found that? You've run it so consistently for such a number of years. Like, I mean, you must have had some real highs and lows, you know, watching sure. the good times, watching the bad. Sure. Well, to be honest with you, I love every minute of doing Cottage Talk. I'm lucky that I've been able to do it with people like Max, Emilio, Giannis. There's so many that I've been able to do it with Dan Crawford, so many. But for me, it, it has its ups and downs, but it's all love because I love Foam Football Club. It's in my blood, and I love every minute of it. I would do whatever I could to watch a match when they're in the championship, and it was difficult for us first time they got relegated because it wasn't on. I would be watching replays. It was difficult watching it just in the stadium as well. Yeah, I'm, that, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but until, um, until they allowed the, uh, the live broadcast in the championship, it was really hard for, for Fulham supporters here in America and it is around the world. And it's gotten better, obviously, now. But I'm just very blessed to do a show. And uh, I do it because I simply love Fulham Football Club. All right, well, we'll take a break there. Afterwards, we'll do a live version of This Will Catch On. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Fulhamish podcast. It is Sammy here with George, Russ and Max live in Philadelphia. Well done, everyone. You got the memo. Okay, so this is the final section of the show. And this has become a bit of a fixture when we've done a few live shows in the UK. And it's gone down a storm. It's This Will Catch On. So if you're new to This Will Catch On, this is the part of the show where Fulhamish listeners send in potential chants with the dream of getting them sung by the Hammersmith End and maybe the Johnny Haynes in the Riverside or the Putney when they occasionally fancy joining in. Today, however, there is a slight twist because this is a different clientele, a different culture. So Max, Russ and our brilliant audience, we want to know what a US Fulham crowd thinks of these three songs today. We get... In fairness, This Will Catch On has become like a runaway hit of the Fulhamish podcast. It started as a bit of a dumb thing that we did and became one of the biggest things that we do. But it's always been noticeable how the US audience seems to 
send in a lot of this'll catch-ons and and connect with this'll catch-ons a lot. I think potentially because the culture of British chanting is something that isn't really prevalent anywhere, really. Even in Europe, I know like, there are intricate chants in France and Spain and Italy, but it's the, 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 the player-specific, basing it on basically popular songs from the 90s and noughties, is, is a very British thing. So we had to bring it um, stateside. I mean, Russ, like, the idea of chants that we have in, in Britain for, for different players is, is a very alien concept, it feels like, over here, where generally chants yeah. of a teams. Oh, I totally agree with that. And But I, again, Sammy, I listen to every one of your episodes and nothing against you, George, Jack, all of your co-hosts, I really enjoy This Will Catch On. It's like one of my favorite segments. <laughs> so I enjoy your entire show, but I, I enjoy it. it. It's just Jack. <laughs> And Peter. <laughs> Peter does this or catch on and looks like he's being held at gunpoint. <laughs> but that's funny, that's funny. I think he secretly enjoys it. Okay, clip number one. This is from Justin Rains, who is here in the audience. Justin says, good morning, gents. Here is my submission for an American-centric This'll Catch On to the tune of American Pie, obviously, by Don McLean. Nice. Some background on me. I've been a Fulham fan for almost 15 years, hopping on the bandwagon just out of college in 2009 when ESPN first picked up Premier League TV rights. And I wanted a team to support, and FFC seemed like the obvious choice with fellow Texas natives Clint Dempsey and Breda Hangland. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, Hank Hangland's born in Texas. Yeah, he was born in Texas. Texas. I, was, I fully went Will Fowler Anchor Man there, and I just read it. Um, he says, it's true, look it up. The club's... <laughs> The club's history of Americans only added to the appeal and through the ups and downs of the past 14 years, I've only solidified my love for our club and managed to drag my wife, kids and brother along with me. Picked up the pod a few years ago, love what you do. My wife and I are flying from Texas to DC for the finale of the summer series, so maybe we bump into each other. So this is Justin's song, and we'll hopefully be able to hear it to the tune of American Pie. Long, long time ago I can still remember how Clint Dempsey had to make his case. <laughs> we knew if he got his chance, he could make the hammy and dance and maybe <laughs> lift the roof off the old place. <laughs> Relegation made us shiver, hoping someone could deliver. Safety from the dreaded drop. Will this yo yo ever stop? <laughs> I remember that I cried watching Reem celebrate pitch side, beaming with full lung pride at Wembley, the day JT retired. Yes. I, full America pride We had Dipsy, we got Timmy Now we've locked down Jedi Love the black and white Singing full America till we die Full America till we die Brilliant, wow Chris, wow. wow. That was unbelievable. 
I was tearing up. That was wow. really emotional. Oh. For, for a second there, I thought we were going to get the full nine-minute version. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a straight ten, isn't it? Wow. I, I just wish Jack was here to hear that. I just wish Jack was here because Jack is Mr. This Will Catch On, but that was just tremendous. Every part of it, congratulations for that, and that's ten out of ten for me. I said, uh, Max, your, your score on that? It's amazing. I said, it's 9.8, and that's fantastic. <laughs> I think the, the just, the, the, the Terry reference, I yeah. mean. Ooh. Yeah, that is an Great. all-timer. And George? Great. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Full America till I die. Perfect. Oh, amazing. <laughs> all right, number two. The only name that I've got here is from Captain Full America. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, howdy, partners. Get your ear holes and remind the syllable police that we police the world. <laughs> Lo <laughs> Love and hugs from the captain. So I, wow. have, I have nothing more than that. Even his email name was just yeah, yeah, Captain Full America. Tim Ream sets up a burner account and, <laughs> and sends us a this will catch on. Uh, it's short, it's sweet, it's snappy and it gets to the point. Full America, full America, full America, fuck yeah, coming to win the motherfucking Premier League, full America, fuck yeah, the stars and stripes shall come on you whites now. That's it. That is unbelievable. Okay. Russ? All right, well, that snuck up on me a little bit. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> enjoy that. It, it didn't start off, but um, I would give that. I'll, I'll go with Max, his last one. I'll just say 9.8. Max? That's high. Like eight. Solid eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. George, you, right. you enjoyed that a lot. I loved it, yeah. Also, that, that note is like the sort of thing that police would find like made up in like newspaper clippings. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like left by this... like. Maniac who's on the loose, but I mean, that was amazing. That was a full on nine. That was brilliant. Short to the point, genuinely could catch on. Captain Full America, whoever Captain you are, Tim Ream, thank you. <laughs> the final one from Liam White. This is beautifully apt. Hey, Fulhamish, wishing safe travels to those of you headed to Philly this weekend. I'll be taking the train up from DC. In honor of the new Barbie movie premiering in the US theaters later this week. And with Fulham superfan Margot Robbie in the starring role. It's true. It is, <laughs> it is true. She loves the Fulham. Loves it. Fulham DC founder Dane Winkleman, shout out Dane, CC challenged me to workshop Barbie Girl by Aqua into a passable oh. This Will Catch On. <laughs> oh my. Uh, he then says, I think my previous Cabano entry does a better job in nailing the soulful full America sound I aspire for, but I have to admit that this new one is my catchiest yet. So, Liam, take it away. 12th of January, Fulham vs Chelsea, two Brazilians, Benny Williams, stuck it in the lids, Ralph Felix got Jubilation, Bowley wants a refund, Marco's Army, London Derby, oh, 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 yeah, Marco's Army, London Derby, oh, 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 Marco's Army, London Derby, oh, 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 yeah, Marco's Army, London Derby, oh, 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 o
incredibly apt. Yeah. Marco's Army, London Derby. Ah, 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 yeah. Marco's Army, London Derby. Woo! <laughs> Can you see the Hammersmith End singing Barbie Girl, George? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lads at the top of H5. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the Putney end. Right, but, okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's very catchy. It's going to be in my head for the rest of the trip, I think. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, and, you know, it is very apt. Margot is one of our yeah. own, um, uh, Russ. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to give it as high as the other two, but I'll, I'll give it a good eight. But, yeah, it's catchy. It's, it's very, very catchy. catchy. Uh, Max, final that's a, verdict? That's a 10. I mean, I could see... Oh, there <laughs> That's a tent, and I can see Ken. Ken could sing that from Yeah? Barbie. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. All right. Do you think Ken sports Fulham? Yeah, I mean, Kenny Tete, right? Oh. So. oh! This guy over here. All right. Well, that will do for this live version of the Fulhamish podcast today with our brilliant friends from Cottage Talk. I cannot tell you, it has been a joy and an honour to bring this show stateside. We cannot thank you enough for travelling here today. Uh, please give a big round of applause to my good pal, George Cooper. Thank you, guys. To Cottage Short co-host, Max Cohen. Thank you. And the one, the only, Russ Goldman. Enjoy the summer series and our next podcast will be on Monday reviewing the Brentford game that happens in Philly. Until then, come on you whites! You whites!